What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we have a helpster's choice topic. If you want to hop on and join our Patreon, you can vote on what we talk about on the podcast. And this week is time management. Yeah. Something we're always working on. (laughs) Always. Constantly evolving. Yes, yes. <laughs> especially during quarantine. I feel like everybody's had to really ramp up their time management skills or else you wake up and then all of a sudden at 6 p.m. you're like, well, I did fucking nothing today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just so weird how inside. the less you have to do, the harder it is to manage that time. So strange. It is weird. I've noticed that for myself too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah, really when you bizarre. have so much going on, you really don't have a choice but to like get it done because the next thing's got coming up or you got to be somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we also have a quotable from a helpster, Shana. Uh, Always be a first rate version of yourself instead of a second rate version of somebody else. The mm. great Judy Garland. Mm. Classic. Love it. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one, you know? That quote makes me want to watch Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Even I was if listening, I, I was listening to some podcast that was talking about how great that movie was recently, and I was like, I should rewatch that. Oh, Wizard of Oz? me up as a kid. I did not. I feel like that's one, if you watch that too young, it's a little traumatizing. It feels like you're on like an acid trip or something. It's not pleasant. I used to watch it every weekend. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's one of my favorite childhood movies. Yep. Oh, but yeah, totally fucked it. up. Totally fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how Willy Wonka was too. Like there's just a few yeah. kids movies that you're like, that there are parts of those that are full-blown nightmares. Yeah, do you remember that part? Are they in like the river maybe or something in Willy Wonka? And they're showing the video of like worms crawling <laughs> over eyes and mm-hmm. kind of weird torture moments. You're like, this is a children's movie. What the fuck is this? It was really weird. It was like the type of scene that gets pitched in like a comedy writer's room at 2 a.m., I feel like. But this Mm -hmm. was a film. So I'm kind of like, who saw this and went, yeah, this (laughs) needs to be in here. Yeah, very bizarre. (gasps) Um, So we have, you know, let's just talk about some basic things that we do and then we can get into some statistics and stuff like that. So um, how do you guys prioritize tasks? Do you guys feel like you go more for the, um, get the hard shit done early on in the day or do you ramp up a little bit? Do you tackle the small things like 
okay, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to do the dishes. And then maybe that really tough work thing you have to do, you save till later. Mm. Ideally on a good day, I'm doing the hardest thing first. And then the rest of the day feels like a cakewalk. But if I'm procrastinating and my perfectionism is on fire, um, I will do some kind of smaller maintenance tasks first and then take a little break and then work on the bigger thing kind of chunk by chunk. What about you guys? Go ahead, Tay. I think I'm probably the same way. On a great day, I'm like, I'm just going to wake up and get it done. But I'm really not a morning person at all. And that is now that I'm not doing stand up. That is uh, something I cannot blame on my job. That is just <laughs> yeah. who I am as a person. I think it's because I have trouble sleeping. So I like, I woke up at like eleven today. Like I'm a, I'm a garbage person. Um, so for me, it takes a while to get going in the morning, and yeah. then I'm usually more productive like in the afternoon and evening. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel the same way as you guys. I'm actually, I feel like I am a bit of a morning person, but I feel like my brain doesn't really get going creatively until later in the day. I don't pop mm. up and like start writing jokes at 8 a.m. That has never mm. happened once. It's usually as I'm even falling asleep, I don't know if you guys keep a notepad by your bed, but that's when I start to almost get more creative as I'm trying to shut my brain off, which is terribly inconvenient mm. and not conducive for a great night's sleep but uh that's when I write down some ideas and then maybe the next day figure them out (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. I got lots of notes in my phone different sections of ideas and thoughts and stuff like that so yeah I'm I'm, I'm writing things down constantly throughout the day I just have to like organize them in certain in certain ways so I don't feel like I'm nuts (laughs) yeah that's one thing I feel like people don't talk about that much when they talk about time management is knowing what time of day you personally are most productive. Yeah. Yeah. Because me waking up at 6am is not good time management for me. (laughs) That time needs to be spent sleeping. But for (laughs) other people, they wake up at 5am and that's when they get everything done. And then they nap in the afternoon. So, so much of time management has to do with knowing yourself and knowing what you're capable of. Absolutely. I know by 3 p.m. every day, I'm done. My brain is no Uh. longer firing on all cylinders. I try to wrap up everything that is super important by 3 p.m. if possible. Sometimes I do have like client calls and stuff that go later than that. And like, that's fine. But I won't do their follow up uh, emails or anything until the day after because I want to be very like thoughtful with those. So after 3 p.m., I'm not doing like anything important. Wow. See, 3 yeah. p.m. is when I start to ramp up. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm like, ooh, same. here we go. Yeah, same for sure. I guess I'm a morning person, which I didn't really, you know, maybe I've become a morning person. I don't know. I'm sure you can change. Yeah. I wonder how many years it takes to get the stink of stand up off your <laughs> evenings. Because I also, I get sad around six. Yeah. Wash the smell of now. cigarette smoke well, off your yeah, body. Exactly. Well, dude, but when I was doing stand up, I would be sleeping until 11 or 12 and then staying up until two or three, like eating dinner at like midnight. So, yeah. I mean, my, my, everything was so different. But then when I got a more corporate job and I was waking up at like seven and all that. But that, that kind of just became my, my norm. Um, yeah. you, how do you guys like limit distractions and stuff when you're trying to work on something important or when you're trying to, you know, schedule your time, whether it's, you know, time blocking or, you know, setting an alarm for stuff or what do you guys do? What is time blocking? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you just schedule a block of time <laughs> in your, in your, you know, your calendar, your schedule, like for these three hours, I'm going to work on this specific thing. Um, Yeah, basically, you know. I have become much more aware of myself doing um, half work, which I know we've mentioned on the podcast before, where it's when you have maybe a particularly tough task and you find yourself kind of mentally checking out throughout it. And then the task itself ends up taking five times as long as it should because any moment that you got frustrated with it, you would open Instagram or you would go call a friend or whatever. And it's not to say that there isn't such a thing as healthy breaks during maybe a difficult task, but in general, it's like 
the times where I am choosing to pick up my phone or be distracted by something, it's really not necessary. If I just buckled down and recognized, okay, I'm feeling frustrated with this particular part of the task. If I just take a breath, it will be easier to just fucking plow through it rather than making this stretch out for another three hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I like to, I like to just kind of set alarms for certain things and say, look for the next 20 minutes, even if I don't want to do this task, I cannot look anywhere else. I have to just, if Mm. I'm going to be wanting to take a break mentally, I just have to stare at the wall or just, you know, do something like that, but I can't open anything else. And usually I'll get more done than I would have if I didn't have that, like that kind of restriction, like, look, when the alarm goes off, I'm done with this thing. Even if I didn't get it all done, you know? I don't know, Taylor, what about you with distractions and stuff? I mean, I put all my social media apps in a folder labeled bad for you. (laughs) And Um, that worked for about a minute. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Are you serious or are you joking? Yeah, look. Where is it? Bad for you? Oh my gosh, Taylor. That's got Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. It didn't work, by the way. I just know where the folder is now. I put it like deep, deep oh in my phone. Oh my god! So I the first like so week funny. I was like, "Where is it?" But now I know exactly where it is, and I don't even think about it. Yeah. But right. that was an attempt at limiting distractions. I will say, like days that I have not looked at social media, and I know we've talked about this. I do feel more stable. Yeah. And less like, <sighs> did you okay? Like just like less anxious about not doing enough yes and less for a while triggered. I was waking up yeah and the for a while I was waking up and the first thing I was doing was looking at Instagram which is just not good for you um yeah. so yeah I mean if if you're one of those people who's strong enough to take apps off your phone for a period of time I know Kelsey's making a face like in what fucking world <laughs> Some people can do it and I'm proud of them. I am not one of those people. Yeah. Well, you know what I did? So I, I've deleted Facebook and and Twitter uh, last month or the month before, but what I did, I think I told you guys on the podcast too, for, um, I deleted email off my phone for a while, but then I realized it would be easier for certain things if I just had it on back on my phone. But by the time I put it back on my phone, I was already in the habit of not checking my email like constantly. So I haven't, I haven't had any issue with it. Like I only had to remove it for a certain period of time before I kind of like form that new habit. And now it's there only if I need it for work and I only look at it during work related things. If I have to send myself something or whatever. Um, So sometimes you, you know, it might just be temporary that you do it just to like build that habit or whatever. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think that's helpful. I also, I also think there's something else I I don't actively do enough is like make a point to just tell people when I'm going to be busy. Like a lot Mm. of the times you're getting, you know, Oh, and I'm getting a call right now. Um, (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) You, again, that's somebody who called me this morning. I had to call them back. They didn't answer. And I should have texted them. I'm not available one to two o'clock today because that anxiety of like, oh my gosh, what do I do? When do I put things? It gets worse when you're getting uh, hit up by a bunch of different people for different things. Yeah. And like, you're talking about that time blocking. You also have to like clear that space and let other people know it's cleared or just turn your phone off for that time. Yeah. Just don't respond or answer, you know? Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Also, something super helpful for me that has, um, that has uh, limit, uh, or what do you call it, reduced a lot of unnecessary work and back and forth is I have an autoresponder on my email. So when people get an email, they email me, they get an they autoresponse back basically saying, Hey, depending on what you're looking looking for, this is where you need to go. And it directs people to either my assistant or this website or self-helpless, you know, email. And yeah. then the people who are, you know, they follow those directions to get where, where they need to go. And then the people who are kind of left over are people that I need to speak to whatever directly. But that has reduced a lot of, um, a lot of back and forth and stuff like that, which is, yeah. has been really helpful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys manage deadlines? Are you, do you feel like you're still using whatever method you did in high school or college where, I mean, for me, I would usually procrastinate until the night before and I needed that adrenaline to get me going. Um, do you guys operate the same way? Do you feel like how you manage deadlines has changed over time? I used to hate deadlines when I was younger and in school and now I kind of love them probably because I I don't know at a certain point I was like that too when I was younger where I was procrastinating until the last second and doing homework the night before and at a certain point I think something clicked in my brain where I just went oh if you just like think about this a week before you have to turn it in you have a whole week (laughs) You know, like the most basic thing that you don't realize when you're younger. And uh, that's not to say that I still don't procrastinate on things uh, that have deadlines as an adult, but especially as a comedian and somebody who is in entertainment and essentially self-employed, you kind of have to create your own deadlines in this business, which makes you appreciate them more. Yeah. Good way to put it. How about you, Del? Um, I... So I have a really easy time following through on deadlines if it, if they're for other people. It's if I have to set one for myself, that's really hard and sucks. So for example, when I have, you know, um, you know, reaching out to clients about something, you know, following up with something, that is no problem. I've really n- never missed those types of deadlines. However, for example, if I am, you know, like when I was building a court, my course and stuff like that, that was a little wishy-washy because nobody was really <laughs> making me get that out at a certain time. So I know that I need external accountability to follow through on a deadline. So um, for example, if I announce something on the podcast, like, hey, this is going to be out by this date and time, that is a way of giving myself a deadline because I'm like, okay, I put it out there. I'm going to have to follow through. But if I didn't say something like that, I probably would have pushed it and pushed it and pushed it and so yeah. on. So I have to trick myself into following through now that I'm, you know, an entrepreneur working for myself from home. Yeah. What about you, Um, Kels? Yeah, I, I would like to be more of the Taylor mindset of just going, hey, why make yourself crazy and stressed out when you could just do it sooner? But I do, uh, I do still love that adrenaline fix of like, it getting down to the wire and you having to come up with it quickly. I don't know why I'm, I am trying to be a little bit better about that with stand up and getting more comfortable. Maybe like, like as I was preparing for the special, um, it's easy to want to put a bunch of other things first rather than just get quiet with yourself and practice your set. But because it was high pressure and I was like, no, I actually, I need to make sure I'm fully prepared for this. I didn't push that until the last minute. So that was good. Yeah, Maybe I'm a little good. bit better about it. That is good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a last minute or two with like, you know, college essays and all that kind of stuff. That is a big uh, procrastination like that is a big perfectionism thing. So, oh, yes, why? So that's probably why? Is why. That? Um, because it's basically like um, if you try really hard at something and it doesn't go well, then you have to look at yourself being like, shit, I wasn't good enough to get that good grade or do this thing. But if you leave something in the last minute, you always have that kind of out like, well, I wrote it in 24 hours. It was the best I can do. At least it got to be. Wow. That's pretty good. Um, so that's a, that's a big, uh, that's a, if you're procrastinating on things at the last minute, which I tend to do quite a bit, that is your perfectionism usually getting in the way, which, you know, we can always talk about on a, a different episode more in depth. 
Wow. Interesting. I've never yes. heard it put that way. The way it was put to me in re- in relation to perfectionism is you can't get started sooner because you're so afraid. It's the same as what you just said, I guess. It's the fear that you're going to be bad. Yeah. So you just can't even deal with it until you absolutely have to. I didn't, I didn't ever yeah. think about it as like, well, it's bad because I only had this much time. I just always thought about it as like, oh, I'm just so paralyzed that until yes. I absolutely have to do it, yes. I, I'm not going to. Yes, the having an out for yourself is very subconscious. The, the like, yeah. fuck, this feels really hard and it, I'd rather do something else. That's what you're kind of conscious of, but you maybe not, don't know why exactly. Um, highly recommend you guys. This, is, this, um, has been, this podcast has been recommended by um, several of our listeners and one of my wonderful clients, but The Perfectionism Project uh, podcasts with Sam Laura Brown. She covers perfectionism in such great detail and it's really fascinating. So that is yeah. perfectionism and time management definitely go hand in hand. Look, look into it. The perfectionism Perfection. project, mm, okay. which I'm writing um, it down. You know, we'll we'll uh, definitely get her on the podcast at some point. She's amazing. Also, the idea with perfectionism that there are no rough drafts. Like you, kind of subconsciously are like, well, I, if I am as perfect as I'm trying to be, then I don't need to. I shouldn't need to do all this preparation. I should just be able to like look through it once and go up there and nail it. And then you don't. And it's kind of this like self-fulfilling prophecy of that you're always trying to seek perfectionism, but you're setting yourself up to fail in a way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking> perfectionism. <laughs> Suck my dick, perfectionism. You're in the worst. Um, why do you guys think it's important to manage your time well? Do you even care about that? Are you like, eh, if I do it some days, I do it. And if I don't, ah, fuck it. (laughs) I think for my mental health, especially during quarantine, it has become a huge priority of like, okay, the days where I just let hours and hours go by and realize that the things I wanted to get done didn't get done, that starts to put me in a bad place mentally. So that for me has become the most important reason to manage my time well is to keep myself feeling as sane as possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally yeah. agree. Yeah, same. I find myself kind of beating myself up, uh, which is also not great. Uh, but I tend to do that way less if I feel like I've gotten the things done that I know I'm trying to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys balance work in your personal lives? Not well. (laughs) It's a podcast that is our personal life and a business. Yeah. Three people who attended a Workaholics Anonymous meeting. So, oh my God, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Not great, but getting, I mean, that's a big thing we've been forced to do with the pandemic as well is that it's like, well, if you don't have your usual work, you have to find some balance because what else are you going to do with your time? So I I know for me, I have spent a lot more time focused on my personal life, um, you know, connecting with friends, stuff like that, uh, because sometimes there isn't the usual work to be done. What about you, Taylor? I mean, I'm unemployed, so (laughs) I don't don't know what work is anymore. No, I still have stuff happening. yeah, I think again, it's just, I think for me, I'm very all or nothing. So if I'm going to take like a a day to go see family or friends, mm. I would like that whole day to just be blocked off for that. Mm. And then if I'm going to work, I want the whole day blocked off for that. It's hard for me to have like a fun morning of like whatever, brunch and hiking and then go into work mode in the afternoon. Like I, I really like to wake up in the morning and go today is all about this or today is all about, it's the same reason it's, it was always hard for me to do things or see friends or family or, or whatever, make social plans the day of shows if I was headlining or something because totally makes sense. Makes sense. Totally. Yeah, my uh, I was really not great at this until I just kind of flipped it. Um, when I started working from home on my own, I was 
really everything was blended together. I was working at all different hours, weekends, weekends, all that stuff. So I just kind of made Cam my external accountability. And I'm like, look, when he gets home from work, I'm done with work. He has nights and weekends off. I'm going to give myself nights and weekends off. And that has been my external accountability for myself. And that has worked pretty well. Like for the most part, I sign out of my day around five. And then I really try my best not to work on the weekends. Sometimes, you know, if I'm doing like a little thing here and there, can't avoid it. But um, that's been good. I just had to pretend that I had external accountability. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We have some statistics from uh, Business Insider, the American Institute of Stress, et cetera. Uh, Despite time tracking apps, hints, and tips being available, only 17% of people track their time. I don't track my time. There's time tracking apps? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Remember how for a while I was trying to set a time limit on my Instagram app? Um, And I do get, do you guys get the weekly screen report? Mm-hmm. notification oh my phone gives me a weekly screen report notification and it's generally yeah, same. that sounds mean really i depressing. don't have that <laughs> you don't don't do it it's, it just makes you feel terrible oh, i just have it automatically did you have to sign up for it i just mine was automatic as well same. so i don't know tay maybe you have a little thing maybe i need um, to update yeah maybe uh yeah Delaney seven is doing it what you're what if delaney's seven is oh i know your iphone seven (laughs) there it is baby it's got a red case look at it your flintstone phone oh my god it's basically a landline uh yeah i mean i don't track my time but i uh, don't either on average yeah uh, on average american people spend 47 hours a week working on average wow that surprises me. Um, according it's to life, too high? I think it's that just surprises me that it's well over forty hours a week. And mm. I, I don't know. Does that surprise you guys? Um, I'm curious to know if that means like hours they spend at work or actual hours they're working on tasks. Because I know that when I've had kind of corporate day jobs where you have like an eight to ten hour workday, I was really only doing work like half that time or less because you're just kind of waiting for things to be dropped on your desk or get emails. So I, I'm not sure I, I would probably need more information about that specific uh, stat. Mm. Mm. Uh, according to Lifehack, those who sleep seven to eight hours each night are happier, more productive and produce better results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need nine. That's been a difficult realization to come to during this time. Nine yeah. is where I thrive. Really? Yeah, which is a bummer because I know people who sleep, or maybe I'm deeply depressed. I don't know, but I <laughs> I feel like I need nine hours to feel like my optimal self. Yeah, eight, eight is fine. Eight's good, but nine's better. Nine's so much better. I yeah. used to be a nine hour person of like that would be yeah. my optimum, and then when I switched to being vegan, now it's like if I get seven, I'm great. Like I don't. Interesting. And I never, ever, ever thought that would happen. But but yeah. you're basically vegan, Tay. So that kind of surprises me. I mean, I still eat eggs. Do you eat them often? Yeah. Mm. Like every day. Oh. I, oh, used okay. be, I, I used to be, I used to be, if I had five hours of sleep or 10 hours, that was a great spot but anything in between would fuck me up (laughs) i'm not like that i'm not like that anymore but i would either have to have five or ten so depending on the night and how late i was going to bed or whatever don't know why that was but now i feel like yeah a solid anywhere around eight hours i'm fine it's usually less like i i can't sleep in anymore past like seven what yeah 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 i can't by seven as well can't sleep in anymore it's very strange yeah (laughs) <laughs> i usually sleep like 12 to 7 interesting yep. yep wow okay i usually sleep like 1 to 9 30 or 10 yeah or like 1 30 wow i feel like real trash no on this episode <laughs> everybody um 7 a.m and then uh so business owners waste up to a third of their week through low value activities 
Yeah. <laughs> Pretty on point. Uh, okay. <laughs> Trying my best to reduce that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 46% of stress reported amongst employees in the U.S. is caused by an overwhelming workload. Yeah. We're freaking workaholics in this country. Right? Yeah. That is yeah. as a big part of our culture. Um, yeah. And uh, the psychological... I gotta say, though... Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead, Tay. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, as somebody who felt really overworked before all of this happened, um, it is way more stressful to be unemployed and to not mm. know what's happening than it was to be uh, a workaholic five months ago for me personally. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Just, I hate this. Just the uncertainty is just, the uncertainty is worse than being kind of burnt out. You mean? Yeah. Mm, so much yeah. worse for me. I would so much rather be asleep on the floor of an airport right now than mm. well rested and depressed and unsure of mm. what my career is going to look like. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Fucking crazy, man. Um, the psychological explanation of why we struggle with managing our time. So there's something called the planning fallacy, which is something that occurs when people underestimate how long it will take to finish a task, even if they have done the task before. Oh, uh, so guilty. <laughs> Damn. I didn't realize this was like a, an actual term. For some yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hate that. I do that so much. And then I beat myself up for not being able to fit everything in. So I honestly, like on a good day, I'm just giving myself like, look, I think this is going to take 30 minutes. I'm going to give myself an hour or maybe I'll even triple it. And then it's like, oh, I feel good. I got it done earlier than I thought. What, do you guys experience any of this? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's a little like when... um. When Whitney Cummings talked about how we should be seeing money and how we spend money and that we should think of it as twice the actual cost because yeah. that's what you would have to make in order for your account to balance back out. Yes. It's a little bit the, of the same principle that whatever we think is, it's going to take time-wise, we should just double it <laughs> and like stop making ourselves feel shitty about what we've accomplished that day because in reality, we just set ourselves up to fail. Mm, yes. Yeah. Do you do that, Taylor, too, with the planning fallacy? We're like, oh, I'll yeah. get this done real quick. And then, yeah. I mean, I've gotten way better about it as I've gotten older. I mean, when I was a kid, the, the most basic example is like just how long it's going to take you to get ready to leave your house, mm. depending on what you're going to. Because if you really want to look great, you need an hour. <laughs> if you just yeah. need to be clean and go somewhere, it takes 25 minutes. But when people are really late all the time, it gets upsetting to me because I'm just like, just look at your, just look at what you have time for and just do that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, because, but when I was a kid, I was really bad about that. And I was always just like, I have 30 minutes. It's fine. And it wasn't fine ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And also everyone is different and people perceive time differently. So finding what works for you is important, but it's not always an easy task. Uh, find your most productive hours of the day. Uh, is it during the day, night, all that stuff? We kind of discuss what works for us. But I, yeah, I find myself like morning and late morning is my jam. That's when I need to be doing the most, like the hardest things, the most creative things. That's when my brain is pretty much on fire. Yeah. For you, boo. Mm -hmm. um, uh, most people's impatience often gets in the way from their time management techniques. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah. Um, te- technology has added tons of distractions for our daily lives. Did you know an average person during their lifetime? Oh God, this is just I no. hate reading shit like this. Yeah. Yep. My ears and say la la la. Uh, did you know an average person during their lifetime spends about a span of six years either on social media or on a holiday? Those are so different. Yeah, those are very different things. Yeah, like if yeah. I spent six years of my life on holiday, I'd be like, that's amazing. That's a great six life. Six years right on there. socials is pathetic. Yeah. Well, um, wow. and about eight years and four months watching TV. Oh, worth it. Yikes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love TV. I would say I'd rather watch TV than be on social media a thousand percent. Um, no, I calculate. So before I left, before I decided to leave in uh, Facebook and Twitter and, um, my goal, if I can, uh, is to be completely social media app free at some point in the near, not so distant future. Um, I calculated my own usage. If I had just like, when I first got Facebook or something to like, maybe in in my seventies or something, like if I use, if I use social media for my whole life, it would have been like, two and a half, three years of my life. And I'm like, no, this is not acceptable to me. Bye. Bye Facebook, wow. bye Twitter. And now I yeah. just have Instagram and I have so many restrictions for myself on Instagram where it's really just like a work related, you know, tool and stuff. But that's the thing. I think everybody's different though. Some people love social media and they're like, fuck yeah, two years, no problem. The way we're like, yeah, TV, no problem. But it's like, everybody right. has their different things that they enjoy, but it's like, what? Yeah. It's not even something I really enjoy, so I definitely don't want to be spending two years of my life on it. Right. I wonder also how that number changes for people who social media is like part of their job or a huge, yeah, huge part of their life. Because this might just be people mindlessly scrolling, but then also I don't know people whose job it is might spend less time on it overall because it's like it's not it's it's not just for fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just do your own calculations. If you spend an hour a day on social media, okay, that's seven hours a week, you know, times four, right? 28 hours a month. And then, and, or you can, you can calculate by weeks, 52 weeks in a year, right? You can do the calculations and figure out how much time per year you're spending on it and how much, you know, I your will lifetime. not. <laughs> yeah, I feel like You can't make me and I won't do it. Kelsey's um, ready for the next the next talk. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, next. Let's get into some uh what are some tips for time management? Uh mm. you can set a time limit to complete a task. Yes. Just like a little mini deadline. Love it. Sure. Take a break between tasks. Oh sometimes yes, I do this all the time. Yes, yes. Fun yep. snack between Reward myself. Yes, like little mini rewards. Oh yeah remove all non-essential tasks and activities mm-hmm. yeah bad for you folder <laughs> make sure to plan ahead and a list of some of the time management apps which again you cannot make any of us download oh. uh, but maybe we should <laughs> no nope. there's time doctor desk time rescue time and timely just to name a few uh there are also still planners so yes, using yes. a planner can go a long way if you effectively plan ahead. I don't know. Do you guys use physical planners still? I did for yes, a while. I do. I, we yeah. just talked about this on a recent episode, so I won't yes. get too far into it. But it's so pretty. I highly There's recommend the um, – what is this brand again? Hold on. Here we go. 2020 to 2021 planner. How cute is this? Yeah. little, like, cute. rustic wood look. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I get mine. Um, this brand is called Day Designer. You can find them online. You can pick them up. Oh, I mean, don't know in stores right now, obviously stores are closed, but it is so helpful. It really, I, I love physical planners. I cannot believe I used to not use one. It's changed my life. Wow. Yeah. Always. Never not. Oh, oh, never, never How done. Are the, you doing that? Never done the phone stuff. Don't I felt it. silly buying a planner during the pandemic. Oh, um, you should. That's it's, it's such a good time to. Happens. I know it's you're right. It's such a good time to. I think I should. Whatever, whatever episode we talked about this on, Kels, I love the fact that I have the physical planner because when people ask me in the moment if I'm out somewhere, hey, can you make this thing or can you do this thing? I'm like, I don't have my schedule on me. Let me check when I get home. And it gives me time to actually think, do I want to do this thing? Do I have the time for it? 
yeah. can I give them a thoughtful response about it instead of just saying yes and like committing in the moment and putting it in my phone it like makes it's like forces me to be like more mindful about how I schedule my time and and stuff like that yeah right yes totally love a planner baby this is a good tip include buffer time built into your schedule to make up for any setbacks so that you can still meet your goals this is a uh, this is anyone who lives in LA always leaves buffer time for traffic. So just yeah, do that yeah. all the time with everything. <laughs> yeah. Pretend there's going to be traffic yes. in your office. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's also okay to say no to plans in order to optimize your time. I have been so bad about that in the past where I go, oh yeah, I can do that because it fits in right here. And you really just can't. And mm-hmm. you need to know yourself well enough to go, oh, I am going to need two hours for that thing to do it well. Because yeah. you also have to factor in your anxiety around that task. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. There was a funny meme going around on Instagram that said something like, uh, you ever see that the fuel gauge on your body is like way below empty, but you're still like, yeah, I can totally commit to these 14 plans. Like, yep. <laughs> where you, you can feel it in your body that you don't, you don't have the capacity to do that thing that day but sometimes we overcome Mm -hmm. it do you guys have any of your favorite tips or habits that you've you know that you've developed that has really made the biggest impact on time management I have several that have helped me nothing that we haven't covered yeah the physical planner has definitely been the biggest change in my life okay um, I've, I find that batching my work is super helpful, especially if you're a perfectionist, anybody listening. Um, so for example, instead of sitting down and writing one blog post, write like three or four at once, because what happens is you get less out of your head. You get, yeah, you get less in your head about that. Just one specific body of work where you're nitpicking and blah, 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 blah. Instead, your new goal is a quantity goal, not a quality goal. And so you're like, look, I got to get four done in two hours. I just got to go, 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 go. So I find batching my work has been really helpful like for, for my perfectionism. Also, when I first started my consulting business, I was taking co- consults like whenever the fuck, like all over the place, Monday through Sunday was whoever could, whatever. That was driving me absolutely nuts. I felt like I had no days off. And so I now actually limited, I, I only take calls on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's when I have my clients and only make specific exceptions um, for other days if people really can't make that work. That has made the biggest difference is just basically restricting those days. Um, this is when I have, this is when I do this because before, um, obviously Dick Spidelini is closing now, um, but I was managing two different businesses, also doing the podcast and some other stuff. I had to dedicate specific days of the week for that job. So like Tuesdays and Wednesdays for my, were my consulting, Thursdays were for Dick Spidelini obviously, you know, the podcast is flexible, but I found that to be really helpful. If anybody is like a coach consultant, stuff like that, and you feel like you're all over the place. Um, and then, um, the whole rewarding yourself, like in between, like taking breaks, that was always really good. Um, I found that to be very helpful too, where I will trick myself into just saying like, all right, I'm just like, if I was painting a dick mug back in the day, I'm just going to sit down for five minutes and paint the outline of this first. And then I would paint the outline, I'd take a break, and then I'd come back, okay, now I'm going to fill in the spaces, blah, 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 blah. Um, That was super helpful to just trick yourself into it if you're a perfectionist too. A lot of the time you would do way more than the outline and you'd be done with the mug or the the project or whatever before you thought. Um, So those are some of the biggest things that have really helped me. Um, And I also have a to-do list day. Uh, every Friday is like my fuck it Friday. <laughs> That's, and that is when I get all the little things done that were not urgent from that whole week, all the yeah. random emails, all the random things. And I just crunch those out in a few hours every Friday, instead of letting them take up my, my time during the week in between really important tasks to not like drain my energy. That's so cool. You I are love a that. machine. <laughs> I'm you really are. I'm obsessed with this shit. That's awesome. Um, And there's also kind of another great quotable here. So um, the Journal of Psychology suggests that it is not time management that leads to better outcomes, but rather it is our belief that we have control of our time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And you know what else has helped me, (laughs) which I 
is the exact opposite of the beginning of when we started the podcast. Remember that whole, remember you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce. Oh my God. Yes. yes. So yes. I used to have that quote framed on my wall. I used to love that. And you know what, man? Yeah, technically we do have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce, but that woman has so much help in her life to get yes. so many things done. Beyonce is not running to the dry cleaners. Okay. She is not doing so many things yeah. that we would have to do. And it just, yeah. I think that was hurting me more than it was helping me to think that I would maybe be able to accomplish the same amount of things in a day as her. Oh, dude. yes, absolutely. Um, oh, do you guys ever find that if you have something scheduled in the evening, like dinner with a friend or whatever, you, you might get things done faster or more done during the day? Yeah. Like I have to, like, I have to get ready for dinner soon. So like, I got to get this done before this other thing. If I didn't have dinner plans, I might just let it go a little bit later during uh-huh. the day, stuff like that. That's always been very helpful for me too. Yeah. That external accountability. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah, he we wants do to have an iTunes it. review. Yeah. Go for oh, it. I can do it. This is from Miller star star 64. Uh, meet your new besties. This is one of my go-to podcasts. I feel like these ladies perfectly balance humor, realism, and personal growth. There's a joy to listen to, and and because they all have different points of view on things, I am always left with lots to think about and apply. I highly recommend it for anyone looking for a fun, helpful podcast. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Thank That's very you. sweet. So nice review. So yes. so nice. Yeah, we uh, a little good shit for the podcast. We were in the top one hundred. We broke the top one hundred on the iTunes comedy charts a couple That's weeks cool. ago. I think we That's were awesome. the highest we were was maybe eighty four or something like that. But it was uh, it was awesome, and it it really does help the show so much, you guys. So um, leave us a five star rating and review if you haven't yet on iTunes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, cool. Guys, some have segments? some. Uh, yeah, what do you got? What you got? Uh, um, I have one. It's called "The World's on Fire." Um, <laughs> my, we. I finally agreed to do a weekend at a club because they were doing it really safely, distanced, and outdoors. Um, unlike a lot of places that I have said no to and canceled. And um, we did a great show Thursday, great show Friday. I showed up Saturday, like really, truly very excited. Like, oh my gosh, like finally got it back. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to film it. And we get there and they're tearing everything down. And they're like, cops just went around to all of the comedy clubs in San Diego uh, because there is apparently a statewide mandate in California that you cannot have live entertainment Um of any kind, I guess, besides drive-in shows, because everyone's in their cars. Um, but yeah, it's, that was, uh, that was a blow to the old morale. Oh, man. Is that just That's California? Really I a mean, lot of it's states state by that. state. Washington yeah. is like that too. Washington, I think, is back to like, you can't have over 10 people gathered. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. It's a lot right now. So anyway, mm. thanks for anybody who uh, did buy tickets and either saw us Thursday and Friday or, um, you know, had to get a refund and go home. It was a real bummer. So sorry, guys. Mm. Mm. Shit, man. What about you, Kels? Um, I have a, a little good shit, I suppose. This is small, but um, when we had Whitney Cummings on, we were talking about getting makeup and skincare products and stuff like that. And she was like, you need to be reaching out to the companies that you want that from uh, in exchange for like shout outs on social media. Like they will probably give it to you. And I've been very Mm -hmm. sheepish about it and felt a little gross asking for it. But um, I did recently tag one of my favorite makeup brands in an Instagram story. And they actually um, sent me a message like, Oh, I'm so glad you love it. And I just was like, um, (laughs) Did you ever send me some products and I'll give you a shout out? And they're like, yeah, what's like, this is the email, like email us. We'll see what we can do. And so I just got an email back saying that they're going to send me a package of my favorite products. (laughs) So that was a little, that made me happy today. And I'm excited to come in the mail. Hell yeah. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Absolutely. Um, let's see my good shit. You know, I actually, I talked about this on Patreon a while back. If you guys are are patrons, um, I just want to say thanks to everybody who sent me so many sweet messages. I basically talked about 
several months ago, I was having like um, symptoms of, of something called cyclothymia, which is basically kind of like an uh, like kind of up and down internal kind of mood swing type of situation, which was kind of hard because it was the start of a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was hard to decipher that. Um, and because of some family history and stuff, I like went in um, for like a psych eval just to, you know, see if if I was going to be susceptible to certain, you know, things in my family history and have since um, basically it's been said like, um, I'm all good there. So thank you so much for people who kind of um, sent sweet messages and stuff like that. Basically what was going on, um, I was uh, I was drinking a lot of wine throughout the week. Uh, <laughs> I was drinking quite a bit <laughs> during yeah. my up and down mood swing situation. Um, and I since have like uh, cut back on like alcohol usage, uh, consumption, I mean, and um, just basically um, made some really great like lifestyle choices for me. I, I closed my Dick's by Delaney business because I just don't want to work overwork myself anymore. I've been eating really well. I've been meditating more and working out more and all this stuff. So I feel really good. I haven't had any symptoms of that in several months. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of give you guys that update. And I also had never heard of cyclothymia. So some people might want to look into that, uh, to see what it is, but, um, yeah, I just, um, that's my good shit. I've been feeling really good. And, you know, I'm always, uh, always a fan of trying some holistic pro approaches first before kind of moving forward. And yeah, so the last few months I've been feeling, uh, feeling really good. So thanks everybody for your sweet words, kind words. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this episode. Hope you guys are doing well and I'll talk to you next week. Yes. Bye. Love Bye. you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We really appreciate it and would love anything you can do to help the show grow and get the word out. So if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that helps us move up the iTunes charts. If you can tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, anybody that you think would love the podcast, you can also screenshot an episode and share it in your Instagram, in your Instagram stories, anything helps. Also, if you want more of the show, if you want bonus episodes, if you want to be able to be more interactive and help choose podcast topics, you can go to patreon.com slash self-helpless and join there. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy, on Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can go to my website, KelseyCook.com, which has links to my online makeup course. You can listen to my album, Savor It, on Spotify and iTunes, and you can watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrists of Fury. How about you guys? Where can people find you? You can follow me at Taylor Tomlinson on Instagram and Twitter. My website is ttomcomedy.com. And you can watch my one hour special streaming on Netflix right now called Quarter Life Crisis. Awesome. And you can find me at delaneyfisher.com. That's where you'll find information about my one-to-one -one consulting and my online courses. So basically, if you're a business owner, podcaster, or comedian, uh, and you're looking to either start those things or grow those things, you can reach out to me for more information. I also have an email list at delaneyfisher.com where I share my favorite tools, tips, treats, and free shit. And then we just want to say a big special thank you to our wonderful editor, Emma Erdbrink and our fantastic associate producer, Humaira Nuwaz. And you can find everything that we all just mentioned at selfhelplesspodcast.com.